versus American Fight Prediction. Dun, dun, dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at Fight Junkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh, wait. Hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay. I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. Kel Brook. 39 wins, 3 losses. Of his 39 wins, 27 are by knockout. His 3 losses, all 3 by knockout. American, 34 wins, 5 losses. Of his 34 wins, 21 are by knockout. His five losses, four by knockout, one by decision. Currently, you have Brooke as a minus 175 favorite. Khan comes back right around plus 135. We'll go, won't go, 12 full rounds. We'll go, plus 120. Won't go, minus 160. You have Brooke wins inside, plus 135. Brooke wins by decision, four to one. Khan wins inside, four to one. Khan wins by decision, plus 350. Fight is a draw, 16 to 1. Obviously, this fight is taking place probably seven years too late. I don't think many people would dispute that. I think most people would say both fighters are at the tail end of their career. Obviously, when you look at this line and you look at their records and you look at their history, a lot of people don't expect the fight to go to a decision. A lot of that has to do with throughout their careers, they haven't been the most durable, especially with Khan. Like when Khan goes, he goes. Like Brooke, you can get him. He's taking a lot of damage, his face, orbital bones. He'll go out on his feet, but I think he's a little bit more durable, in all honesty. When you look at the record, he's been stopped three out of his three losses, Khan, four out of his five. But I think shot for shot, Brooke probably takes a, a hard, clean shot better than Khan especially at this stage of the game. I think over the course of the fight, you got to worry about Brooks' eyes. That's a serious injury. Most fighters don't come back from it. Once they break, they're never the same. You can put all that Sheffield steel you want in your face. It just never holds up like the original. And so that could be an issue for Brooke, especially if the fight goes rounds because Khan has the faster hands. I think he's the better boxer. I actually think he's probably the more skilled fighter. But of course, there's issues with both fighters on both sides, and that's why you see the line the way it is. They've both been out of the ring. I think Khan has been uh, two years out of the ring, and Brooke almost two years. So you've got the inactivity level as well. I mean, granted, a lot of people want to see this fight take place because it was talked about for so long. But we're getting a diminished 
fight here. There's just no way. No matter who wins, no matter if it ends quickly or if it's a knockdown drag out, if both guys have success, if it goes 12 rounds, that doesn't mean it can't be entertaining, but it's never going to it's never going to be indicative of who would have won the fight in their prime because so much time, so many injuries, so much layoff and so much abuse in their body that they've taken over the course of these 7 years where they could have fought, it just never happened. We have the weight issue here. Uh, I think it's 149 pounds is the catch weight. Brooke can't make 47. He might be weight drained even at 49. Khan put a rehydration clause in as far as I know. And I know for a fact there's a 100,000 penalty per pound. So if Brooke comes in over the 149 pound limit, he's going to have to pay up. So in that regard, Khan knows what he's doing because if Brooke has to drain himself to make the weight, and then he can't rehydrate as much as he wants. After he makes the weight, that's a benefit for Khan. Obviously, Khan has the faster hands. Again, I think Brooks a little more steady and sturdy, even at this stage of the game. It's going to be difficult for these guys to do everything they want to do, maybe what their mind tells them to do, but their body can't do it. I think you're going to see in spots flashes of what they used to be able to do, but I don't think you're going to see it consistently. And that's one of the big issues here when you're looking at this line. Basically, if you like Khan or you like Brooke, I mean, it's it's like a crapshoot. You're saying which guy has a little bit more left. And that's all it comes down to when you're looking at the straight line. When you're looking at the over-under, most people are saying, well, these guys are not durable, so they're going to, you know, crash and burn. That could happen. But you could also get two old, aging, slowing down fighters they have a bit of a sparring match. Now, Brooke insists that's not going to happen. He insists that he's going for the KO and that this is, you know, bragging rights. It's more than a championship. It means everything in the world. He doesn't want to have to walk around his entire life saying he lost to Amir Khan. So he's going to put it all on the line. Khan says, I'm going to do what's best. I'm going to box at times. We're going to go to war at times. Khan's saying, I'm going to use a smart approach to this, but ultimately I'm going to get Brooke out of there. The issue here is, can they do it? And can they do it consistently? Especially in the case of Khan, because Khan will probably need more than one shot to take Brooke out. He might be able to hurt him, he might be able to put him down, but I'm not sure he can blast him straight out cold with a single shot. Brooke, on the other hand, if he lands clean on Khan, he can put him out. He can put him out clean. We've seen that before from Khan, and that's an issue if you're backing Khan, because Khan has always had skills, fast hands, good boxing ability, even the power. But the chinny chin chin hasn't held up. He even admitted in their sit down together that neither one of them take the best shot in the world. And I think that's fair. Neither one of them do take the best shot in the world. But I think in this matchup, I think Brooke takes a better one punch than Khan. And so that's a huge problem if you're betting Khan. You got to really expect for him to dominate and be able to keep Brooke in the positions that you want him to keep him in. Because it's always dangerous, whether it's an exchange or Khan just makes a mistake from the outside. It doesn't take many shots to put Khan down and out. And that's going to be a danger throughout the entire fight, even if he's facing a faded fighter. It doesn't matter. If you connect on the chin of Khan, there's a possibility at the very least that he goes down. And maybe you can put him out. The other thing is Khan doesn't recover very well. So in fights where you've seen him wobbled or dropped and he hasn't been knocked out cold... He seems to take a long time to recover, and I don't expect as you age that's going to 
improve. So I think if Brooke is able to sneak in one of those shots, whether it's in an exchange, whether it's in the first round or the last round, he's probably going to have Khan exactly where he wants him. And depending on how the fight is played out and how badly Brooke has faded or how much abuse and damage he's taken throughout the fight, there's a good possibility that he can finish Khan if he can hurt him. Khan is probably going to have to box a little bit, use the fast hands, wear Brooke down, especially if we're talking about maybe orbital issues, maybe facial swelling, maybe wearing Brooke down to the head and body over the course of the fight. Khan's going to have to be more consistent in that type of fight where Brooke can make mistakes and just look for that one big shot and try to pull the fire out of the bag, even if he's losing the fight. So I can understand why Brooke is the favorite here, especially when you factor in the durability. But there are issues with Brooke like we have already spoke about. So it's no foregone conclusion that Brooke, because he's favored and maybe is a little bit more durable than Khan, automatically wins this fight. I don't see that as the case at all. And that's why I'm looking at this over-under. Again, the over-under, you automatically think two faded guys, somebody's going to hit, get hit, and it's going to go out. But if we get a really bad faded version of both of these guys, you could get to the silent agreement where they're okay playing the sparring match and they're okay saying that each one of them won after 12 rounds. That's not out of the realm of possibility here. I don't expect them to start that way. But I'm not sure how much each guy has left in the tank to be able to fight consistently over the course of 12 rounds trying for that stoppage. Now you could say, wait a minute, fight junkie. You just said Brooke doesn't need to win the rounds and he can just lay in the haymaker. That's true. But you still got to be willing to walk through the fire, take the abuse, lose the rounds, stay mentally, emotionally, physically confident that you can land that shot. And keep pressing forward and trying to take Khan out. The reason I say pressing forward is because I expect Brooks, Brooke, to be the one that's pressing forward. He pressed Crawford. Khan is a boxer by nature. I expect Khan to box, use his hand speed, and try to run Brooke into shots. I think Brooke is going to have to take those shots and walk forward to eventually land a knockout shot that he's looking for. So yes, Brooke is going to have to be on point, especially early if he can't get to Khan. Khan's got the faster hands. He still has adequate footwork. So Brooke will probably have trouble reaching Khan early. If that's the case, he has to be mentally strong and know, okay, This is going to be difficult. It's probably going to be more difficult early. I'm going to have to walk through some stuff. I'm going to have to lose some rounds. I'm going to have to go through some fire, take some abuse, maybe have the situation not going the way I want, maybe have to face adversity with my eyes falling out of their sockets. But if I land this punch, he has to have that belief. If I land this punch, I can knock Amir Khan out, no matter what the situation is. Does he have that belief? Certainly he's going to have it going into the first round. Will he have it after 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10? If he doesn't, that's where you could get a case where Amir Khan is boxing from the outside and piecing Brooke up, and Brooke is just standing there. If you're betting Brooke, you do not want him to just stand on the outside. Now, if you're betting the under, that actually could work in your favor. You could still potentially get a stoppage late based off Khan just piecing him up. And Brooks' face falling apart, taking a lot of abuse. Maybe the corner, maybe the ref, maybe the doctor steps in. But a lot of people expect this 100% not to go to a decision. I understand where they're coming from. 
but it's important that you factor in that maybe these guys just aren't firing on all cylinders, and so it's difficult for them to fight consistently the way they need to to score either the big bomb on Khan or vice versa for Khan to piece Brooke up consistently round over round, round after round after round, and start to accumulate some damage where maybe you can get the stoppage. Personally, I do like the under. I think even though they're faded, I think somehow, some way, something is going to happen here. We've described the two scenarios that I think are most likely in a way that you get a stoppage. And I just think it's more likely that one of these two guys is going to get stopped. I wouldn't even surprise to see, you know, a knockdown on either side or, you know, certainly somebody getting hurt on both sides. I just think that even though they're they're not in their primes, I think that burning desire to win the fight is going to carry them enough to do enough to put both of these guys in danger. And that's why personally, I like the under simply because if you're going to pick a side here, you have to be dead on spot on with these guys. And you have to say this guy can perform a little bit better than the other guy. Khan has to be perfect. He's not going to get chin checked. He has to use his hand speed footwork. Box Brook, whether you think he's going to win a decision or, or a late round accumulation stoppage, if you're betting him straight, you got to factor in. Khan is going to be able to do his game plan better. Brook is faded. He's going to start strong. He's going to try to press, but Khan still has enough in the tank. He's going to box him. He's going to move him, and Brook's not going to be able to get him. If you're on the other side with Brook straight, then you got to say Brook is going to be able to go through those things that we just mentioned Khan is going to do, and he's going to be able to eventually catch Khan and probably knock him out. For me, when you look at this uh, decision by either guy, there's a reason that Brook is so high by decision because when you factor in the technical aspect of it, Khan has the better boxing ability. So Brook by decision, depending on your your book, uh, is four to one, three to one, three thirty. But then when you have Brook wins inside, it's plus one thirty five. That's a huge difference. Where Khan. His decision and his uh, knockout are almost exactly the same. And I think that's because he could potentially win either way. You could make a case that Khan could outpoint Brook. And it'd be very difficult to dispute that because he's the better boxer with the faster hands. It might be harder to make a case that Khan will knock Brook out if you believe he's the more durable of the two. Especially if you think Khan is going to box. My thing is, even though I believe Brooke is the more durable of the two, I just don't trust his face. If Khan is landing the, those fast combinations on Brooke, and Brooke isn't able to get off and put Khan in danger, there's a real possibility that Brooke's face, this is both sides of the orbitals here. This isn't just one side. There's a real possibility that damage begins to inflict on his eye sockets. And let me tell you, with orbital injuries... Man, it can look perfectly fine. And then the next time you look at the dude, his whole entire face is deformed. That's how fast those things happen. And when they go, they go. And most of the time, when they go, you're not getting it back. You can put as much inswell, ice, Vaseline, whatever the hell you want to put on it. It's gone. It's gone. It ain't coming back. So in my opinion, I think we, if you're betting the under, I think you have two legitimate ways that this can and should end. 
if you're willing to go on a side, I mean, I think you're taking a real gamble there. I think you're really going to have to be spot on, have done your homework. And only thing you can look at is what they were doing two years ago. I mean, that that's very difficult to definitively say, I'm going to take Amir Khan at the plus 130 line. Or I'm going to take Brooke at a minus 160, minus 170, even minus 180 line. I mean, you better be damn sure that you're on the right side. You've got the right guy and he can perform to your expectations. Because you're obviously saying, my guy can do this and he can do this consistently. You better be right. For me, I'm not confident enough that Brooke or Khan can stick to their game plan consistently enough that I would want to take either of these guys straight. Even with Khan being a plus 130 all the way up to a plus 150 underdog, it's still not enticing enough to me because I think there's enough danger there. And on the flip side, when you're looking at Burke, he's as high as minus 180, depending on the book. Hell no, I don't feel comfortable laying minus 180 on Brooke, even though there are ways that he can win the fight. For me... I think this one is going to end inside the distance. Depending on your book right now, you can still get it minus 150-ish, as high as 210. I think 210, fight doesn't go to a decision, is too high. I wouldn't touch that at, at over 2 to 1. I think you got to be right around the minus 150. I think anything over 175 is a bit too high simply because, again, if they can't perform at the level that we expect consistently round over round after round after round, then you can get issues where the time goes by and the next thing you know you're getting into these late rounds and you're like, wait a minute, these were two faded guys, they did good things in spots, but overall they just couldn't produce like how I thought they were going to and it kind of turned into a stinker. You might have spots where things look good, you might have spots with good exchanges, but if those spots don't produce dramatic explosive results, and the rest of the round, you know, two minutes out of a three-minute round or two minutes, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds out of a round are just ho-humming around, then rounds go by really fast, even if it is 12 rounds. So in my opinion, play the under. Be careful there. Don't, you know, mortgage the house. I think we're going to get a stoppage on either side here. And I think that's the best way to play it. Seven years too late. Ultimately, we get the fight, but it's really hard to get excited for it. I think Sometime in this fight, someplace, somehow, somebody gets stopped. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.